Namaste and welcome to the Buddhism Guide podcast by Yeshi Rabgay. If you'd like more of my podcasts, blogs, videos or guided meditation practices, visit my website yeshirabgay.com and if you'd like to support my work, go to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is called Life Advice for High School and College Students. And it's a four-part special interview series. I was recently interviewed by Dash Pant for a special series in trying to help out college and high school students. Dash Pant is an incoming freshman at the University of Western Ontario's Ivy School of Business and a former student from Delhi Public School International, India. He is passionate about helping and learning from his community of high school and college students, and that is why he started this In Conversation series. So I'd like to thank him for giving me this opportunity to talk to high school and college students. But the information contained in here is not really just for them. It's advice for everybody. So I hope you enjoyed this special four-part series. A lot of the times when we sort of reflect, if we are somebody who's a bit hard on ourselves, we'd say, oh, we didn't do that thing right. Oh, I'm such a bad person. I'll never be able to do anything like that. And you engage in a sort of, self it's almost self-defeating and you're attached to that self-defeating voice you know that sort of it's sort of like a drill sergeant in your head that's like you know what no you didn't do it right you got to do it again you're not going to be able to do it so how do we develop more compassionate mind when we reflect how do we sort of so don't play that blame game in fact never play the blame game you know if you're looking at your thoughts you're looking at your emotions you're looking at the way you've acted if you play the blame game you will never learn we need to take responsibility. And taking responsibility means not to blame me and not to blame somebody else or blame the laptop or whatever. The thing is to look at this did not work out. It doesn't matter. I didn't say look at it and ask why it didn't work out. What I said was look at it and think of a better way or a different way to act next time. So we're not looking that, oh God, I'm so stupid. I always do that. That's not going to help us. What we need to do is think of a different way to act. Whether it was your fault, whether it was somebody else's fault, it's irrelevant. It didn't work. So what will work? What can I try next? So then it takes away this blame game. Right. And so would you say that the essence of any reflection is sort of to become better? That's the core fundamental value because that is the point of reflection so that you can become better. And that's the central thing we should always remember when we're meditating or reflecting is to just objectively look at how we can do things differently, not to blame anybody because again, that's not going to yield to anything. That's just, it's very easy to blame anybody. It's harder to learn and grow. Yeah. 
yeah, we have to take responsibility. So what you need to think is that today I want to be a better person than I was yesterday. And tomorrow I want to be a better person than I am today. It is a lifelong journey. There is no time we can then, ah, job done, I can sit back. It doesn't happen, believe me. I've been doing it for 45 years. It doesn't happen. So it's a lifetime's work. But the more that you do it, the more that you change, the more you grow, and the more you know you. If you know you, then you'll be able to sort out your thinking process, your, your actions, your emotions, all of that you'll be able to work out if you know you. So just take the time to introduce yourself to yourself. That's a wonderful line. Introduce yourself to yourself. I think a lot of us just go on doing things on autopilot without realizing what we are, why we're doing it. And so, um, Lamaji, I have another question which is related to um, being in the present moment, which is that when we often look at the past, right, good things and bad, we tend to say, oh, look at me, I did that thing, I'm so amazing, or oh, look at that thing, I messed up, I'm so bad. Or you look at the future where you go, you know what, I did this thing yesterday, I can do it again tomorrow. Or you go, oh, I did this thing poorly yesterday, I'm going to mess it up tomorrow. So do you think we have to detach ourselves both from the positive reflect, like the positive side of it and the negative side of it? No, I don't think we have to detach from it, but I think we have to have that awareness again that this is all just our memory. You know, our memories can't be trusted. Again, like I said, that there is so much information going in that the mind has to filter. So we have so many memories the mind can't remember the whole thing. So you may have gone away for a day and you sit back and you remember that day. Oh yeah, it was a lovely day. And we walked up the mountain and we were all together. And, and your mind has blocked out the bit where it took three hours in the traffic jam to get there and six hours to get back. Your mind has pushed that to one side and just give you this rosy little picture of what a wonderful day it is. So whether you're being positive or being negative, I wouldn't believe any of it because it's only taking snippets. It can only take snippets. It can't take the whole day. It doesn't have the capacity. So maybe it's, oh, look at me, I was great. But if you thought carefully, there are probably bits in there that you was not so great at. Or if you looked at, I did this and it was wrong, then there'd be bits in there that was not so wrong. So what I would say is don't get too involved with your memories don't believe them to be true and you know again with a memory if you have a false memory and you think oh yeah this happened and then you, the next time you hear, yeah this happened and it becomes true even though it never happened so we have to be really careful with when we look back and we start believing and we start congratulating ourselves for being such a wonderful person or the opposite so because those memories cannot be trusted so be careful when you're looking back just keep that in mind i think this happened i think that i was good there that's a better way of looking at it um right and so if you say that our memories cannot be trusted how do we reflect accurately then yeah again with your reflection you have to be careful and that's why i'm saying when you reflect every day so don't on Sunday night reflect back over the week because lots of things have happened 
and your memories had more time to to sort it all out and you know the memory likes to to put aside things that you've never focused on before so that's why i say do it every day if you're doing it every day you've got more chance of getting it right but remember it's all about our perspective even then it's about our perspective and that can't be trusted because you know the way we see the world is because of our parents because of society because of school and because of our friends so we're not seeing the world we're not seeing reality as it really is we're seeing our version of reality so none of this is going to be a hundred percent right and i think that's that's really wonderful that you pointed that out because i mean a lot of the times the way we see the way others see us is very different from the way we see ourselves i mean i was reading this thing where um, michael phelps who's one of the most decorated olympians of all time um he's broken world records he has i think around 23 gold medals there was a point yeah. when he was so worked up with anxiety he said i i did not like the person i was i could not live with myself and this is one of the greatest athletes that's ever set stage in the world mm-hmm. so it's a lot about perspective and so, so that's a lot of pressure that to be the one of the best athletes in the world that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself so yeah you need to be careful about your perspective but you know the way you see yourself and the way other people see yourself the way you see yourself you can do something about that the way other people see you how what can we do that's just the way that's just their viewpoint so we can't control that so we wouldn't I wouldn't get too worried about how people think about you but i would be worried if you were thinking that i you know you're a bad person then that you need to look at it's more important for you to understand you than to accept how other people see you that's just their upbringing and their concepts their perspective right and so um i i would like to ask a slightly more personal question now which is what inspired you to get into buddhism and mindfulness was there any particular life event and how has your journey been throughout these last 45 years yeah so i mean from a young age i was born in a christian family in the west and uh so i brought up christian but then when i was 8 i told my parents that you know, this makes no sense to me i don't believe it i can't get on with it we used to have to go to school on sundays you know christian school to learn about god and it made no sense to me and they told my parents uh, i've asked too many questions and i need to believe and even at 8 i said to them i can't believe i don't and i'm like that i'm not a person who believes i can't be a believer i need to experience i need to understand and so that's why i turned to buddhism when i was like uh, 16 or 17 i was looking at different world religions and all of them was about believe that there's a god and believe that he controls you and i hated that but i don't want anybody controlling me and so then i came across buddhism where we have no god and we have to look after ourselves and we have to take responsibility for our actions for our thoughts for our emotions so for me that would just made sense and then when i started uh, studying i wanted to be a monk at that age at 19 oh but of course parents again get in the way 
and then they get a career and then become a monk. And you know, once you get a career, you get on that that wheel and you just keep going round and round and round and round. So in the end, I was just, I had everything. I had a great life, a great job. I had a three-story house, a big Range Rover car. I had everything I wanted. And yet I had nothing. And I felt like I've got nothing. And I just felt hollow inside. And I thought, no, I've got to do it. So I just sold everything. And I just came to India. I didn't know anybody. I just came over here and became a monk. And then now I've been living here for, I don't know, nearly 25 years now. So, wow. so that was my journey. And it was just that I knew deep inside that there was something more than having a big house and a big car. And there is, there's more to life than possessions. Right, and that's, that's really interesting because, you know, when we're 16, 17, we've been brought up by a culture of consumerism where we're told that if you have a mansion, if you have this Lamborghini and you have this six-figure job, you're gonna, ha- you're gonna be happy. You've cracked the code of life and that's what you should aspire to. And then, you know, you should continue pushing yourself, striving to be more materialistic, but there's less emphasis on actual satisfaction, actual fulfillment, because it's again, um, it comes down to what we deem to be valuable if we think that, you know, getting this, this card is going to make us happy. Well, there's always a better card that's going to make you happy. Right. But if you sort of come down to, you know, helping others might make me happy or values that are more realistic that I can control better that, and that sort of are completely within my control. I think, do you think that's a better way to, you know, assess how fulfilled we are in life? You will never, you will never find happiness in the external world. You buy a big house, there'll be a bigger house. And if you get a big house, what you're going to have to do is build a big wall to stop people coming into your big house. You know, you'll just spend all your money on this car and this house. I've got 500 crore in my bank account and all of this. And at the moment, when you're just about to take your last breath, where does that money take you? Where is that car going to take you? Where is your house gone? When you're dead, all of that goes to other people. So everything that you've spent your life on, all the hard work you've done, all the things that you've missed out on because you were earning money just to have lots of money, all of that at the time of death means nothing. Nothing at all. But what will help you at the time of death is having a calm and peaceful mind. When you take your last breath and you're happy just to take that last breath and just go, that will help you. Inner peace and inner happiness, that is what will help you. Not all these wonderful possessions. If it did, you have a look around the world at the richest people. They're not the happiest people. But you look at the people that you know live on slums and things like that. You have a look at those children. They're out playing, they've got nothing, they're laughing, they're joking, they're having fun. You have a look at the middle-class children the same age. They're stuck in front of the laptop, they're playing video games, they're getting angry, they're eating all junk food. So these things, money and your possessions are not going to make you happy. You will only be happy when you're happy inside, when your mind is calm and your mind is peaceful. Then you'll find happiness. 
So I'm not saying don't have a big car and have a big house, you know, if you can afford it and you want it, it's fair enough. But when you do, don't get attached to it because now once you've got all this and you're attached to it, now you're going off the wrong path again. So first of all, happiness is only found inside lasting happiness. Fleeting moments of happiness, yeah, it's out there. Let's go and buy the latest iPhone. It'll keep you happy for a little while. But then the new iPhone comes along and then I, I want that one now. So that's never going to make us happy. It's like drinking salt water when you're thirsty. It is just going to keep making you more thirsty. Chasing your desires is a fool's game. You will never come to the end of that desire, ever. But if you go inside, you'll find peace, calm, silence, stillness, and lasting happiness within. You'll never find it outside. Yeah, I think, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of students have been guilty of this, where um, when I used to go and writing my exams, I was always like, you know what, if I get these perfect grades, everything's going to be all amazing. And, you know, I would have proved myself and I would feel so, feel so great. And yeah, when the result came, when I did really well, I, I jumped and I was happy for like 15 minutes, if I'm being completely honest. It was, it was like a rush of excitement and adrenaline. And then it's just, you're just there like, okay, now, now what? I mean, is that all there was? And if you yeah. had a better process, which was, which was sort of not detached from the outcome, but you know that you're not in control. Rather, you just, you just studied to maybe learn something or you studied for the mm -hmm. sake of learning itself, not attaching yourself to anything, but just being completely in the moment. It's like when a musician is creating a piece of work and when an artist is creating something, they don't really go like, oh, that's going to win me a Grammy or that's going to win me a Nobel if I'm a scientist. They just are completely immersed in whatever they're doing. Yeah, and if they're thinking about getting the Grammy, then that music won't be good if they just do passion. And you have to, you know, when you've set your standards so high and you've got all these uh, A's, then where are you going now? Where do you go from A plus? There is no A plus, 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 plus. So, and if you then drop down to a B plus, okay. then you think, oh, I failed, I'm not so good. So, you know, it's great if you have good results, it's going to help you in life, no doubt. But we have to see them for what they are. You know, when you got your class 10, it was really important until you got class 12. Now, nobody needs to care about class 10, gone. So now you've got class 12, now you're going to college. So you'll get that and you'll forget class 12. And then university, these are bits of faith in it. You just have to do your best. And if you've done your best, then nobody can ask anything other than that for you to do your best. And I think that's really fascinating because it's almost like a backwards law, right? The, the more I sort of chase these grades, the more I chase the Grammy, the less likely I am to, you know, just let things naturally flow and the less likely I am to achieve them. And this is not an easy concept to wrap our head around because we always think that the more effort we put into something, the easier it is for us to obtain that thing. But I mean, the most basic things in life, right? Like you just said, creating a piece of art, even sleep for that matter. The more you mm. chase an outcome or a result, the less likely it is you're going to get it. You're, you'd be much yeah. happier placing your effort into something else that, that is more meaningful. Yeah, sleep is a good example. 
if you can't sleep, the more you, I want to sleep, I want to sleep, I want to sleep, you'll never sleep. So that's a good example of that, chasing something and getting too obsessed with it. Because once you, once you achieve it, then yeah, you have this rush and then you have the dip. It's like taking coffee. It'll give you that high, but once it's gone, it gives you that dip. So it's better just to go through life just like this instead of go, just do your best. You know, people study hard and some people are really good at certain things. Other people aren't. It's fine. Find out what you're good at. You know, a lot of what you learn at school, you will never need in life anyway. As you got 75% of it, once you've walked away from school, you can forget it because it will never, ever come up in real life. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't study. But what I'm saying is that there are certain things that we need to focus on in life. And one of them is yourself. Focus on yourself. Don't follow other people. Be yourself. If you want to learn what your purpose is, you need to look inside. Who am I? Find out who you are, find out what your passion is, and then go with that. Don't follow somebody out, oh yeah, he did this and he's now a big man, I want to follow him. Because then you're in somebody's shadows, that's not you, it's not who you are. So be yourself. You know, if you can be yourself and learn about yourself, you will live the most happy life. Right, and what you said is extremely true because as kids and as teenagers, we often have these idols that we look up to, right? Like most, most teenage, I mean, boys, we, we're really into sports. So we go like, oh, I want to be like this amazing athlete, like Ronaldo or something and Messi or, or anybody that you really, really look up to that has what you think will make you happy. That just puts a lot of pressure on you because you're competing against greatness there. And you can't do that because he's him. He, he's, he's Ronaldo, yeah. you're, you're you, I am me. And that's an unrealistic expectation to always have. I mean, it is good to have an idol and aspire to be better, but to be like somebody is, is just unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, that's why self-esteem is not a good thing. Leave self-esteem. Because what you're doing is you're, you're gauging yourself against somebody else. So this is where they are and this is where I should be. And if I don't get to that, then I'm not a good person. So self-esteem is not a good thing. I mean. Years ago, we used to think it was great, but I don't think it is great now. Having self-confidence, having self-worth, knowing who you are, these are the important things for you. And, you know, you might want to be uh, messy, but, you know, he's probably rubbish at economics and physics. So, you know, we all have our good points and we all have our bad points. You need to learn who are you and what is your path in life. Just follow your own path. This is the end of this episode, but if you'd like to listen to more of my podcasts, go to my website, yeshirabge.com. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, the only person we can ever really know is ourselves. Bye for now.